Hello and welcome to the DM's Book Club, a podcast where we read about some Dungeons and Dragons and discuss how we might include it in our role-playing campaigns. With me as ever, the f- no, yes, the first time we're recording, us recording in 2021, uh, is Hamilton. Hi Hamilton, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? I'm fine. Uh, off screen, we've both been sick. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm <laughs> ill, but I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're, 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 I think just in general, like the holiday season, like you're like, oh, well, I'm busy, but I'm not doing anything. I'm just sat here, but I have to be present, but I can't play games or I can't do editing and stuff like that. And that's what it's been. And then as a result, I've just got tired. Um, so, but yeah, good holiday for you though, Hamilton? It was, yeah, it was nice. And with a little one, Christmas is so much more exciting than it has been oh. during your 20s when it's just getting socks and jumpers. You know, it's actually mm-hmm. it's actually more interesting. So yeah, it was mm-hmm. Did you, um, so did you manage to wear pyjamas then for most of Christmas? Because we talked about Christmas. <gasps> oh no. No, no, no. Yes. No, as I said, that's, a, that's something that went away when I was in my 20s so but do you know you've got a little one surely with the little one you'd be like well you know if the little one wants to be in pyjamas then I guess no actually because she had to get dressed in her Christmas outfit right my wife's got a Christmas outfit for her so she has to put that on so very sweet very sweet very sweet very sweet well Hamilton what are we talking about today what is our topic of choice our topic of choice today is the clickbaitiest one we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, damn straight it is. <laughs> How to start running D&D. We just thought, mm. I think it was just, I, I, it came to me as a sort of idea that actually it's a topic that has been, I'm not going to lie, other people have looked at it, but I thought of I've been thinking about it quite a lot because I'm getting back into doing actual plays a bit and therefore mm-hmm. re-interesting myself in all of the things that go with that. And therefore mm-hmm. it was on my mind and I think that it's constantly an ever-changing area and some yes. things I'm talking to about to people and they're like, I don't know about that. So I mm. thought maybe this is a chance to offer some things that people, people maybe everyone might know all these things, but it's here yeah. and I think it could be interesting. You know, and I agree, actually. It was interesting because I asked some people, I asked our Discord as well what mm. they thought, and we got some really interesting answers back. I actually yeah. was quite, not stunned, but I was like, oh, I hadn't considered that way. Yeah. So you know, thank you, everyone in the Discord, for um, for dealing with my questions going, but what about this? Because I, I think it is a genuinely interesting subject because I saw on Twitter very recently, like Satin Phoenix, mm-hmm. the Satin Phoenix, asked, have people actually read the DM's uh, uh, guide? Mm. And loads of people came back and said no. But and she was very confused about. It, but surely you need that for when you're running your own campaign. So I actually was very interesting reading through the comments of that because yeah. some people haven't even touched it. They have it, but they just don't look at it yeah. and all those sort of things. So really, I just I'm so I'm interested to see what we can talk about. And I, people, if you're watching this or listening to it later, do send us your what you think could actually be good for running um, your campaign. Certainly, if you're a first time DM, because I think that's what we're sort of focusing yes. on. It's like if you're getting into Dungeons and Dragons, you know, it is a new year. Somebody's gone. I want to play Dungeons and Dragons and of course out of your friends group you're the one that has to DM because yeah. nobody else is willing to do it um, yeah. so like what do you need so like, I guess Hamilton what what would be your number one thing you would suggest to either yourself who's going back into DMing or a new DM that you should like is this important for you to run a game of Dungeons and Dragons well I was going to go to the thing that they said in Discord I wanted to just go back on that Let's before I it. say yeah. which was a lot of people said nothing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Which I thought was really interesting. And I think because mm. there is so much out there on the internet, you just Google any rule, anything mm. like that, then you 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 don't need it. Mm. You know, you don't actually don't technically need to buy any of the books we were taught in, in yeah. particular. Because well, 
um, there's there's well there's the wikis there's everything like that for all the the law mm -hmm. and uh, and all that stuff. So I just wanted to point. I think there is a point that you could try and get away with making D and D yeah. based off. Well, I think something you wanted to talk about in particular was the 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 basic rules. Is that right? Yes, yeah. that's right. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, it was very interesting when people saying like, I have the book, but just just because, which yeah. blew my mind slightly. But then again, as I said to you just off camera. I when I started DMing, I also didn't read the D Dungeon Master's Guide. Um, you know, I just knew the rules from the basic rule supplement. So, when we're talking about this, so uh, Wizards of the Coast had, had released under the Open Gaming License the basic rules. So it's a 180 page PDF that you can get on their website. I'm yeah, sure if you just you Google, you can see yeah, it now in front of us. You yeah. can see it. Ooh, very exciting. Um, you can also get it if you've got a D and D Beyond account. It is free on there as well, and it's just basically the the general sort of here are the rules that are most likely to come up here are some basic races here are you know all the things that you need mm. to start a game you don't have any of these fancy sort of extra classes or any sort of you know it's all very simpli simplified doing it mm. i do think it's kind of important to read or have a skim through that just so you know because again I, as you said we can get bits and pieces about they like, say watching a stream like watching critical role watching yeah. high rollers you're like oh this is how the game is doing but you might want to do it in a different way and you may be like wait so what is it to hit i don't understand where's this stat come from etc well this the basic rules has it all there and it is free under the open gaming license so i highly recommend if you are a new dm or you want to check something always have this somewhere as a pdf on your computer or have it on your phone um just to look at i think i do yeah. think that it's vital just to have a look at that if you need to question it rather than google search how does grappling work it's like oh no yeah <laughs> so many rules because I got when I started D and D DMing D and Ding as well, I bought the start kit, which yes. I not hundred percent I would recommend actually yeah. personally, because I think it's quite a bit of cash for mm -hmm. not exactly what I was looking for. It might be for mm -hmm. someone. So what you get in that is the basic rules as you I think there's a smaller document than 180 pages. Yeah. But you get a very simple rules. You get some pre-gen characters, um, a set of dice, so you get the the classic 20, 10, 12, 8, 6, 4 Mm -hmm. And that's and, and that's it. Yeah, you don't even get. I don't think you get a hundred. I don't remember getting a hundred. I think that's Ooh. the only one I have. Only got one d10 in. I think. Mm. And it's the horrible purple with the white dice, the classic dice, which I don't think are pretty enough in this day and age, because dice <laughs> can be prettier. But I thought that it. Yeah, as I said, I thought I got it, and I thought actually this isn't telling me enough of the information. This thing online actually gives you a lot more basis mm -hmm. and background to actually how the game plays in more detail and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, so as the only thing I wouldn't recommend, I think if you were going to go for that, buy yourself either uh, player's hand. Yes, not basically. Yes, I'd say, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's meaty enough. But yes, this is a great mm. resource, and I've actually never read it. I've never read the standard rules. The this book, the, this this that you recommended here, but. Mm. Um, and maybe it's, it's too late to go back now. <laughs> no, I think I think you always find something new. And as we've yeah. discovered throughout DM's book club, is that we've gone in and gone. Oh, I didn't know these things were here. Mm. Just because we've forced ourselves to go looking back at it. But I think what's interesting about the starter set, for example, because obviously there's the new starter set that's come out with uh, rules for the sidekicks and stuff like that. So if you're just mm. playing one DM, one player, yeah. I think what's good about it is that if you think of it not necessarily as this is D&D, &D, I would say that it's an experience in the sense of it's a board game, right? It's just like, this is for us to sit down and do stuff. Whereas I always think D&D &D is, is more of a, well, we're going to get here regularly and, and build some yeah. stuff like that. If you're like, we're going to play this through as a, almost like an escape room box, you know, that sort of thing, you go, we play 
play it through we enjoy it for what it is that could work and it could work with you know families it could work with people who aren't very confident with rpgs in general but if you want to you know if you're like i want to dm but i want to do it my way with my world um i'm not too fussed about pre-written modules then absolutely i think yeah basic rules but also as you said the player's handbook that's the first book that came out i think most of your questions are answered buy it really the very i think the only thing i would say maybe if you were wanted to make like magic items or anything like that that is in the dm's guide but even then you could just make this stuff up but i think a good understanding and something to give to your players as well as i was sort of saying to you before if you were helping other people make a character and in person i would say um and you're like oh if you want to look up here's the book to have a look at it and be inspired by like oh actually i want to play a monk what do you think about that and just be able to look through rather than just go here's a pdf i don't know about you hamilton well you're probably better at this than i when i open a pdf and it's like 400 pages i'm like yeah whereas a book i'm easily you know able to go through my player's handbook is (laughs) i have no idea where it is because it's been so don't need it (laughs) i don't even need it it's just somewhere it's i've got one (laughs) i've got one it's somewhere i don't get see i'm not a physical book buyer that yeah because i've already got if i kept buying books i'd get I'd, i would run out of shelves so it's not a problem it's like a problem for me anyway and so <laughs> i but the player's handbook is the one i bought and i, I i've got it here on dnd beyond as well but yeah when we when we were playing in person it was the book that the dm really had with him all the time we all had our own mm-hmm. version as well and it was yeah. just a great little book that you'd I'd have the pages like tab for little tabs for what's relevant to my character and mm-hmm. But it gives you enough, as you said, it's not just about, it gives you stuff about the personality and the classes and the races, but it also tells you all about the equipment you pretty much need. So all values yes. and stuff that you need as a DM are pretty much in there mm-hmm. as well. It tells you about adventuring, spell casting, combat, and all, all that sort of stuff. I think what yeah. you gain in the, um, in the DM's, the Dungeon Master's Guide, really mm-hmm. is more like how to make a campaign, how to home yes. through everything, which... If you're starting out in D&D and that's where you want to go, it's a great yeah. resource for it. But I would just say if you're starting out in D&D and you're mm-hmm. not and you want to test the waters, I'd get a pre I'd get a pre-done yeah. adventure. I'm not going to yep. say there is a definite adventure you have to get because I think you could and it no. doesn't have to be from Wizards of the Coast even. The, the, no. the DM's Guild or Drive Through RPG or whichever variant of that you want to use or Cobalt Press mm-hmm. or anything like that. Go to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they are a great resource where you can just, and all of them, to buy a pre-gened game, mm-hmm. and that will give you all the monsters you need as well, generally. Like, yeah. You don't I, I, need any extras. No, I agree. I think going back to that, actually, um, like pre-written adventures, I mean, I'm a massive fan of them as well. But if you're like, I don't want to get like, I know, the famous Curse of Strahd or, or yeah. Wild Beyond the Witch, like, because obviously those are big things. And you feel like, I'm not sure if this is going to work for a you know, one-off, like, cause that's the thing, you don't want to invest so much and then your players go, actually, I don't want to play this or anything like that because yeah. we've all had that. One thing I would suggest, if you if you wanted a pre-written adventure but you weren't sure what to go, the on DM's Guild, they have Adventure League modules. So these are the modules that they run in the game stores, stores and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Recently, they've had loads of ones for, you know, Feywild stuff, which I think we briefly talked about it before, the Wild Beyond the Witchlight, yeah. um, which are perfectly crafted for like two or three hours, but for people who are just new to running, yeah. uh, uh, being a DM and stuff like that. So I'd recommend looking yeah. at those. And I think those are pay what you want, or at least they're like $5 or something like that. And that's nothing for like, again, a game in a box, an evening, it's playing cool. it through, trying these things out, and it being, you don't, again, not having to memorize rules or not having to learn so much stuff. Like that's always yeah. been 
my thing is when you see it it doesn't happen very often on streams now i think it get, people get better at it but there's, i always think there's nothing worse than having going oh i need to check the rule and then spending three or four minutes doing it certainly watching people on stream that's very boring but if you're a player as well if you're not doing anything if it's not your turn i you switch off a little bit and i think as a dm yeah. you there's always that oh but i want to make sure everyone's enjoying it and engaging yourself mm. i think have have so Go for it. Well, with that, then, is there an adventure that you would recommend of the published adventures? Let's like simplify it then, or if you've okay. got a particular one. But if we we're going to say of the published adventures, you said like you're starting in D and D. What is the adventure you would say like this is the one? This is the adventure that's a good starter. Like, is it the classic, just the, the Lost Minds of Pendalva or whatever it is, or is it something else? Fandolin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fandelva. Is it? Oh, is it Fandelva? Okay. I, Fandelva, but I think it's Fandelin. It doesn't okay. matter. We always get the pronunciations yeah, wrong anyway. In, interesting. So that was the first adventure I played in. Right. Okay. And that was, and again, I think it's as a generic, you go on your way. Oh, but you're ambushed. And oh, there's a, there's a cave. It, it hits all those story beats. So again, yeah. if you're going through the motions, that's really good. What I would actually recommend is actually the one shot I sent to you. Mm. Um, the, there's a, a big anthology called the Uncaged Anthology, which deals with monsters. It's all, all adventures around certain monsters, which are usually uh, feminine or female presenting, but a bit of a twist on the way. And certainly the, the first volume of that, or first couple of volumes of that even, the, the first they have adventures all the way up to level 20, but the first couple of that, there's like the Night Watch, which involves mm. uh, sirens and harpies and all that sort of thing. The one I quite liked was... Um, the one that was inspired by Little Mermaid. It was essentially based in Dragon Heist. Uh, sorry, not Dragon Heist, Waterdeep. Yeah. And someone comes and says, I need you to find this woman. Um, I think she's a mermaid and all that sort of And it's, again, a bit of urban adventure, a bit of skullduggery, yeah. trying to find stuff, uh, mm -hmm. boss at the end, that sort of thing. Those ones, I think, just because they're a little bit more interesting and they involve all that sort of thing. There's at least one encounter, a big, you know, there's a, um, there'll be a little map as well, a bit of role play. So anything like that, simple... A couple I totally pages it as well, done. actually. I've got them up. I've got the, the thing up here now <gasps> showing it. It's just that I you we I used the you sent me and like, to you the night watch the night watch mm. one as an idea. So I went and and uh, fell in love with them. And um, I'm going to purchase now. I've got some Christmas mm. bonus money. Going to go and buy the whole anthology because it's really good. Yes. We've got a new one, which the new cover is. So oh, the god! Is it like the goddesses, goddesses one? Yeah, with the sort of <gasps> golden. The, yeah, I will say the artwork is incredible, yeah. and yeah, all and there's. I think again, mm. apologies. I can't remember which volume it is. I think it might be the one. There's one that just gives a description of like a night hag that you could just put in as an NPC, which could yeah. do story hooks, stuff like that. Again, yeah. great for ideas, and just a really interesting book to read through as well. 100%. So I, if it's not. If if you're not too sure about Wizard of the Coast, like, oh, I don't know, I'd recommend this book. Because, again, what's good about this is that these stories, I think you could put into any RPG system. If you're like, we're going to play this through, but we're going to oh, yeah. use, I don't know, Call of yeah. Cthulhu rules or anything like that. I think they, they get the story, change it, yeah. you know, it's as an inspiration. So I definitely Uncaged, I think, would be my recommendation yes. if you were going to do that. Well, yeah, because I used it as our session zero for Dragon's Duel, and it was really mm. that, that Nightwatch one. It worked so well, and it literally did exactly as you said. It, it did the three, what, the three pillars of D&D, of, uh, mm. which I'm going to change <laughs> to a certain extent. I know they are, in, I was seeing on that basic rules, mm. it's exploration, social interaction, and combat. And yeah. I'd say that if you, yeah, it's sort of like it did. It did. Uh, I say exploration can also be switched with investigation, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. intrigue, mm. because I think that that I, maybe that is what they mean by the word exploration. But I think a lot of people see exploration as like da 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 adventuring in the wilds in like yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings. But um, 
in an urban adventure, it's more like investigation. So that's what it had. It mm. had the sort of intrigue. You were trying to figure mm. out a story. So you had that idea. So mystery had mm -hmm. really good little social interactions and had some really good like characterizations for people and gave them their yeah. own particularness. And like backstories to like the key characters, like one of them had um, sort of instead of an arm, an actual mage arm always yes. at their hand, which I thought was like mm. a really great little like, why did that mm. happen? And adds a little bit of flavor into that. And then, mm. and then it had combat, but actually mm. the amount of combat we did was, was very minor actually. It was more, yeah. it just, it wasn't the combat that was in the book as well, which was great. I think it was a good example of a mm. good campaign and story was that there was an option for a battle, like, an, like a way you could do it, but mm -hmm. ours turned out in such a different way than yeah. the way the book. So yeah, I totally recommend it as a. Oh, yeah, as oh a I'm so glad. That's yeah. I yeah. think yeah, my my friend Chloe wrote that one. That's why I do push it on people to <laughs> to to read. But I I think cause it's actually because I played it myself and it is a genuinely like a little sort of uh, again not to spoil it at all per se, but it's just like you know oh something's not right here, but you're not entirely sure what. So like, it let I think you know it, it, do, if you're a, we should what? come back and do these. As a, oh, as a, yes. we'll do this as a, as an extra, a whole maybe yes. one of the anthologies or something like that. Just talk about. Agreed. Well, we could do the new one when that comes out. Let's do that. Yes. There we yeah, go. Done. There you right. go. So we're not because otherwise I'll just be like, just read them all. They're really good. Um, but yeah. So I think yeah. So a good adventure like like that, uh, or like an Adventures League one again because they they also have what's good about uh, DM's Guild as well is that they'll have reviews of stuff as well. I mean, take take it with a pinch of salt, but they usually have a really good description of what the adventure is how long it is and then usually the reviews say actually this took us a bit longer or this was really enjoyable blah blah blah, mm. blah. so do take in, into account those if you've got time but yeah DM's Guild is always a good one if you're not keen on doing buying like a full 200 300 page module from 99 or 20 quid even depending on how yeah. much it is but they're, they're also a bit more financially accessible which is also a thing to be aware of because if you, I mean, that's why online is better because you can save some pennies. You know, if you want to buy a physical point book, it's forty quid. Um, mm. So yeah, that's why DM's Guild is actually quite a good resource. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, and then with that though, if you <laughs> so this is like DMing. So yes. when you're, I would say if you're going to make a character. I would mm -hmm. use D and D Beyond. <laughs> yes, I knew, I knew you were going to say that. Absolutely, because <laughs> I'm lazy. But, but for the same thing, no. Oh, but easy. I think and this is again. If you're online, yeah. it is very easy. Again, it because yeah. it's free to create an account. You can have yeah. up to six character slots, and obviously you get the basic rules for free. So you mm. can make a very basic, straightforward first level character yeah. using certain things. If you want to have a more customizable one, then again, it's that sort of thing where you'd have to talk to your DM and yeah. work out from there. But Again, like I, I, we did a couple of episodes ago, I created, mm. um, um, well, we did our first creation, character creation with my mum, oh, who'd yeah. never done it before. We did it on all on D and D Beyond because it was just easy. And then when she was asking, like, "Well, can I do this instead?" We're like, "Okay, we'll customize it a little yeah. bit." Which again, same thing you do it pen, pen and pencil, but a little bit, just a little bit more, just working yes. out the tweaks. There. But it was just straight, straightforward. So now she, her character sheet could work. She could just go into any uh, campaign stuff. She already had it there. She doesn't have to rewrite it out. She doesn't have to double yeah. check anything. It's all there. So yeah. I and what I love about it as well is that, like, um, not wanting to make it too much an advert for the people that sponsor the show for one well, my stream, but it, I, obviously I would love to do that as well because it is amazing. But the thing is, you know, whatever book you buy and own on D&D &D Beyond, which is what's great about it, is it automatically links into your character building. So if you've got any extra races, classes, whatever like that, mm -hmm. then obviously it sticks with that. And people, like, people don't know that, but it does do that. And mm -hmm. then also, if you do pay the subscription, which I do pay for, the additional, yeah, like five quid a month or something like that 
it means that everyone in your party, up to six parties, can share all of the books that you have yeah. as well, which is really it's useful just... because you've bought the book. You know that if you bought the book as a DM at home, you'd be like, well, here's the class. Passing it out. Passing it out. So they yeah. allow you to do that so that your, your, uh, your players can also have all the fantastic cool stuff that you've got. And you can buy them individually as well. Like if you just want to buy yeah. that class or that race, it allows you to do that as well, which does make it, again, more financially accessible which i think is um mm-hmm. i think which is always important to ttrpgs because it's a it's a it can mm. become quite a expensive hobby ho- expensive hobby i mean it's yeah. not like there's other hobbies which are definitely more expensive you know like mm-hmm. classic car ownership <laughs> i'm joking but like uh but even in the ttrpg space like i don't know uh, warhammer for example which can become quite an expensive thing straight yes. off the bat and a lot more this is there but this can you can slowly but surely start buying Lots mm-hmm. of dice and lots of books and lots of stuff. And so well, it's, in, it's interesting you talk about dice. So this is the thing for me. Like, again, obviously, again, online, there are loads of free uh, yeah. dice rollers. Obviously, D&D Beyond, you can, it's macros already yeah. set up, so you can just do that. But one thing I always did as a DM, and it's just, again, financially, yeah. you know, maybe not for you, but what I always do is that when I was going to do a one shot and there was some new player who had never played before, was really excited, I'd actually go out and buy their own set of dice so that they could roll with their own dice and i'll be like well this is your character sheet here's your dice so now you can go and go come back or you can go play it because i think it's always something like you said with the starter kit it comes with its own set of dice but it's only one set and people have to use it and so and i always feel like you know if you don't you want to keep borrowing someone else's if you got it all there that's really nice so that's something i always do uh, in person like it's obviously online is a little bit different now but like i always went and bought their own set of dice and went this is yours you can do whatever you want with it you can go play different characters with it or you can give it to somebody else but i think it's just because it's something magical about having your own set of things but again i it's really i mean it is tactile but it's also uh it's a satisfaction of like using the dice and feeling like you're playing a game a little bit more it gives you yes. that sort of interface with it which i which is why i like to use physical dice as much as possible yeah. even when i'm online Agreed. it's only when mm. i need to roll like 8d8 that i'm like bugger that i'll just yeah, do all on it. but if it's like i want to roll that d20 i'm rolling it with a d20 because yeah uh, yeah also don't trust i don't trust the machines <laughs> i don't trust them so, agreed um, agreed so yeah i think that no, that's, those are i think that's yeah they're great resources and i think uh, the other thing just to note on on dice rolling as well like it's we'll come probably to it later but there are ways that you can interact interface your dnd mm-hmm. beyond to other systems which is always good as well so there's that yes. benefit, which we'll come on to with dice rolling yeah. but and, yeah and, and just to jump back sorry i just yeah. i just remember this so again some people like would say well what is there any point in getting the monster manual as yes. well and i think this is quite interesting because again you can search for them stuff like that i think it's the, the monster manual itself has got a really good idea if you want to do your dragons like it's all got yeah. stuff for it but there are monsters and enemies in the back of the player's handbook as you were yes, suggesting so are. you yeah. have it all in there but i would say there are other homebrew stuff out there again it's maybe spending a bit more money than you want to but there's the the tome of beasts why wolf wolfgang Bauer or something mm-hmm. like that, a mass and creature codexes and stuff like that, massive like stuff. But they're all monsters that can be put into any system. So if you were going to do Pathfinder yeah. or any sort of fantasy thing, it's yes. there. It has all the general stats, and you just do it. So if you wanted to yeah. have some different inspiration, I'd actually recommend those. The sort of yeah, Tome of Beasts, I think, is that series and Creature yeah. Codexes by that one. So that was the only thing I was going to say. It's something a bit different than the Monster Manual if you were looking for something different. And people, and that's actually something else I wanted to add in as well. From for all of this. And even just DM skill, not even on DM skill and all that stuff. There are people making stuff 
all the darn time. On all the time. So if you're the other thing, I think if you're going to start running D and D, and I think I said this actually on another when I was talking to Derek the other day, was uh, Derek. get yourself on the community. However, that is, yes. I think. Reddit, I, I, yeah, Reddit, Twitter, Twitter. I mean, I hear Facebook is a dangerous place to touch, but I don't. I, I, I never, really I go never there. go there anymore. I never really yeah. go there. It feels like it feels like the Wild West, but I stick. But it might be fine. But um, I think yeah, and and uh, get involved in there, and, and you'll find lots of resources there anyway. But if you mm-hmm. just search, there's people making like so many different basic uh, classes, subclasses, and stuff like that, and just chucking them out there, which are great fun. And and some are stupid, some are in actually highly intelligent, really. And the mm-hmm. stupid ones are sometimes highly intelligent as well. I don't mean it like that. But, like, as in someone's made all the Transformers as a class or something like that. But mm-hmm. but they might... they Some of them are just, like, really, really great ones out there that yeah. you just think... That you can just get and monsters and stacking them up and mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff. So it's yeah, worth, worth just agree. doing all that sort of stuff. So that's all the sort of like, here's some rules, here's some dice, uh, you know, here's some ideas to get started. I want to ask you, Hamilton. Yes. How how does one note or make notes when DMing? How, uh, notes. <laughs> how, how, how does one note what's going on? I don't on? know why you, I mean, I am the worst person for this question because, and I, yes, my, I am just classic. I mean, actually, I'm classic in the most modern technical way is before <laughs> I bought a new iPad, it was all pen and paper and mm-hmm. I use my iCloud notes and I use Google Docs a, a bit yep. as well. But generally, I'm a pen and paper person because that's just how I, I think. Yeah. I think it just comes from architecture as well. I'm always, I'm using pens and paper quite a lot. I, I'm sort of a stickler for maintaining that practice, even though my handwriting is mm-hmm. terrible. But now I've got an iPad. I do it on my iPad. I make notes with a pen. <laughs> so it's slightly modern, but it's not that modern. And um, mm. I find that just a really, it, for me, it's because I want to write something and then I want to go, oh, and, and add that in here. And then my brain exactly. kind of works that way. And then I can, and then if I use Procreate, which I do, I can sort of drag mm. something and move it over there, make it bigger. And then I can, mm-hmm. think, and I can still edit it a bit. I can yep. draw a little map in the corner when I've got a little idea for a map. And mm. I just find that really simple. And also the way I run games is just like, I've got a vague, I want to get vague ideas and yeah. some key characters, but I want it to be a bit free flow to a certain mm-hmm. extent. So that's how it works for me. But mm. there are loads of other systems out there. I mean, is there mm. one that, what do you use? What's, what's your main one? Well, again, it's pretty much the same as you. I, I think there's different ways to look at it. If you are going to purely world build and purely do stuff, then I can imagine your notes being slightly, a little bit more organised just in the way you do it. Yes. For me, um, when I'm running a session or prepping for a session, I will literally copy and paste quite a bit of the text from D&D Beyond, put it into a Google Doc, and then make notes on that yes. and edit it down. Yeah. Um, and then when I've done something, I will strike it out or be like, highlight in blue, they haven't found this or something mm. like that. Just, again, something visual. But even then, before a game, if, if I know, if it's even not as um, detailed as that, if it's a one shot I'm running, I will write down the story beats, like you said, in the pencil, like I just go over it over and over again. Like, yeah. oh, they need to hit this, this and this. Um, so there's two very different ways of doing it. And yet pen and paper or, or Google Doc or any or any of those things. For our dear... Um, for our game on Mondays, uh, Zerios, mm. Ryan wrote everything out 
worldwide in a big book, like just like a, a general sort of big notebook, and wow. then m- moved it all on, like or, uh, as it's going on, onto OneNote, which he could organise as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. All that's that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. OneNote's actually quite good. I use that for, for work a bit. Work. I can see that being actually quite good for, for a D&D session. Yeah, so if, you're, if your work, if your place of employment does have 360 Office or anything like that, yeah. absolutely try out OneNote for that sort of thing. Uh, the other ones I got down was sort of Notion. Again, this sort of free, a bit similar to Procreate. Again, anything that you could just put up and then share with other people. So um, I think it was Tib in our uh, DMs book club uh, Discord. They, they said um, they did this and they share it with their players because the players forget what's going on but it's like here's the main mm. objectives you know and then cross out when they've done them which i think is pretty mm. useful as well the one i wanted to quickly talk about though uh, again saying this as someone who has no experience with, experience with it as i talked to a few people about world anvil which has been sort of put around as like the one yes. of the places to make your notes and organize it yeah. and i will say this i don't have any experience with it myself from the outset of it, the person I spoke to about it, they said that it is um, there's a lot to it. Like all these software uh, programs we're going to probably talk about, you need to sit down and have the time to go through it and learn the stuff. It's not something you can do quick. If you again, like us, if you're making quick notes or you quick world building, take the time to look at it. What they said a big plus about World Anvil was is that it has a lot of creative prompts to it. So if you were starting to put out, their example was they started putting out their pantheon of religions. They got prompts like. Well, what's uh, what's the main saying of this religion? What's the iconography? All that sort of thing. Stuff that you might not think about per se, but I, anything like that, I always think is really useful if you have the time to sit down and world build. You're like, ooh, yeah. I could write something out there. So for that, I hear World Anvil is very good. So I just thought I'd put that out there. So if you're wanting want to have some creative prompts that are a little bit different, maybe World Anvil will be there, and then from there you can organise your notes as well. But that is uh, is option for that. What I would say well. about well, World Anvil, and I say, and I think it's 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 worth noting because when it first came out I had in my mind that it was going to offer you a lot but mm-hmm. actually it is a wiki builder at the, ba- at the back yes. end of it really it is just a wiki builder with some really great tools so I've just scrolled down through it whilst you were talking so people can see mm-hmm. some of them uh, but but it doesn't make maps it doesn't no. make anything it no, it's a place is, to put things it's yeah it's literally it is a literally a, an organizational system so yeah um and it's a very powerful one at that and I, I do love the sort of like you make little points on the map and stuff like this and you click on them and then it will give you the city and it will give you stuff like uh, information on it then it will give you things that you've made but you've got to put all of that information in which is great and I think mm-hmm. and if you're doing that homebrew campaign really good system really good organisation yep. tool and all those additional tools like but I'm just looking at it going like when am I going to have the time to make family trees and bloodlines make organisation charts I mean that's yeah exactly it sounds cool but you need Diplomat- the time to do it. Diplomacy webs and make my own role take. I mean, like, great, yeah. but whoa. <laughs> like, again, again, as a new yeah. DM, probably hmm. not for you. And I completely agree. I think it's that sort of thing is that if you take the time to learn these things, like, that sounds so cool, like family hmm. trees and bloodlines. And the other thing I'd say, obviously, World Anvil is not just for D&D. It could be for any RPG at all. So, again, these hmm. these little things are just quite interesting. So it's, it is worth talking about, but I completely agree. It's, and I'm sure as we go on to quickly talk about Roll20, yeah. same sort of thing, like sitting down going through their their very long tutorial nearly yeah. <laughs> nearly killed me because yes. there was so much to it like and and it once right. I, I can imagine as a, as a dm if you did all the things you learned all the stuff out, it would be a really engaging way to play yeah. and you again using roll 20 again not just for D. i've played games of like alice is missing on there mm. and had maps and all that dynamic lighting but yeah Again, there's a lot, and I think this is the one thing I did want to say, with more online play with the DM, DM also becomes tech help. 
and I feel like if you're a storyteller yes. and you're you're doing all these things, you can't be tech help as well. You need to have somebody else there who's 100%. just like I'm going to. Like, certainly with uh, Roll Twenty, you have stuff like oh the macros aren't working, or the character sheet's not working. It's it just, a lot of stuff. Yeah. It is. A, it's too, and it becomes too much. And so, yes, I think yeah, I've got Roll Twenty up here again. It's another organizational strategy, and, it, it, and I hate to say it about Roll Twenty, it is way too shonky. It is oh. just not. Yes like it is not a good system <laughs> its back end no. is actually really bad and yeah and therefore using it's it it's not user friendly at all work. it's so yeah. not user friendly it's not clear and i think there are better ones out there i think there are better high this level of quality out there i think dungeon fog seems to be a big one that people are really mm -hmm. going on about at the moment mm -hmm. the one that that i think both you and i really love i knew this is coming a vtt <gasps> is and it's just like there is nothing more simple and it yeah. just does exactly what it says it did. And it's getting better and better by the day, because you know how roll dice in it is Albert Rodeo. Yeah. Here it is. So beautiful, easy to use. Like, you just go, want to start a game? Yeah, I'll start a game. All right, I'll do that. I create a password or not. That's fine. Just start that. Okay. All right. Upload a map. Upload a map. So I could just, I, I'm not going to, I'm just going to use one of their base ones. But yeah, use the free one, yeah. I use the free one now. So you get a map. There's a square. There's loads of grids. It's on your, if you would just literally up the map, you tell how many grid sizes it is. It's very yep. simple. And then you just drag some tokens over, and then you yeah. can just go. There we are. There, there. That's that's the. That's and the you can add, you can always upload. Your, again, I know yeah. Roll Twenty does this, but you can easily upload tokens. You can you can, you can upload add, tokens really well. You can draw on the map. I want to do some weird drawings. I don't know why. I want to it. measure the distance. Oh, that's twenty feet. That's easy. I want to create a fog of war. I can even do that by just literally just doing this. This is all fog. Yeah. It's done. So, Done. Yeah, so if, if you had a, like a pre-gen map from, say, if Wizard of Ghost, yeah. like, uh, like say, the Death House or something like that, which is something I did, have it all up there, have it all hidden, and then reveal it. It was just, for me, it took me maybe yeah. 20 minutes of setup in Albert just to make sure everything was right. And I'm like, okay, here's the enemies that are hidden. And I, I know you could do the exact same thing with Roll20. I've done yeah. it with Roll20. Exactly. It, it took me at least three times longer to do that. Exactly. So, yeah. So if you are if you are someone if you are a DM who has a map and you're like I want to show them but I'm not sure do yeah. have a play around with Al Albert Rodeo because it is I, I I generally think it is one of the most simplistic mm. uh, easy to use and player friendly as well like you you can have other players come into it and move their own tokens around and all that sort of thing. No, so. they all and they just load in as I said you've got a dice roller in now there now yes which I've just started yeah. using and I'm just showing that now it's a bit wonky because my computer's got a lot open at the moment but it's yes. working a little better than I'm showing it now and as I said yeah uploading tokens and you and it does keep information if you save a game and yeah. you log in and, and it's really easy to send invites and you, you can you can what i saw what i did was that you can save it and then export that data as some sort of file yes. month later upload it again and it's all yeah. set there like it's and really, which uh, and it's people, so useful have, and you're someone as well who does uh, what am i rolling which has got guest people on i do mm -hmm. a dragon's which has a lot of guest people on so which aren't like regular players for me mm -hmm. and so I just go, you know, you ask people, you, you even people at the beginning said, so do you know Roll20? I don't know Roll20. Half people don't know Roll20. So you're like, no. well, that's that out of the draw. Yeah, thank God. Like, yeah, but yeah. if I say Albert Radio and I put this in front of someone, they're like, oh, so it's just a video game. So I just literally just pick that and move it. Oh, okay, that's easy. You know, yeah. I just want to move it there. And it's, and it's so simple. And it's done. Yeah. So yeah, so that that's us fully endorsing Albert Rodeo. Like, like and and they they have some really sweet uh, how-to videos as well. I would they recommend. They really do actually. Yeah, and I like the artwork for them as well. Um, yeah. Okay. We we like them. Okay. We get it. We get it. Why don't you marry it? Well, Etc. The only thing that you need then for all of these is a map making. Mm -hmm ability to, to get oh look at that segue whoa segue. smooth whoa. all right what so, what have you got then Matt well wise? i'm gonna give i'm gonna give two resources actually uh, 
thought of another one, but the one I'm going to give off the first off the bat is mm-hmm. incarnate or incarnate, mm-hmm. however you pronounce it. I think it's just the. I mean, like. 90% of the people that are making maps out there on the internet are using this system, I think. Well, it yes. feels like, because they are. it's a really powerful... I've made some maps in it. I've had a lot of fun with it. You have to be willing to take the time to do that. Again, yeah. it's just... A, this is the thing with DMing and starting D&D is managing your time however effectively you want yes. to. So I'm going to talk about a place, a really good resource to get a load of maps in a minute. Perfect. But, um, but this is a good place you want to start making your maps. World maps, I think, take a lot less time than adventure maps because... It's just mucking about making worlds, and you can randomly spin them as well, and they can make those little, you know, you can pre-generate mm-hmm. some shapes if you want, or you can really get involved in it. And the and the assets that they have in it are really good. And if you, it has a free service, which mm-hmm. has got quite a, a good amount of yeah. non-HD, basically, I'd say about 120. I can't remember the number. Last time I looked, I think it was about 120. That's assets, so many. Which is yeah. a lot. That's a lot. But, when it comes to the the city ones and town ones, they're they're really good. Like there's some. If I go, I'm going to just go to their map gallery very quickly. But you can see yeah, a quick please. look at like the beautiful style. There's such beautiful stylings. Like right yeah. off the bat, uh, mm-hmm. you just know it's going to be it's going to look good. You don't have to do mm-hmm. too much to make it look good. But then, and the isometric ones are really nice and make it feel yeah. like a video game in a way. Yeah. Really give character to your cities. They do start to look the same after a while, I must admit. Of course. But you can buy map packs and you can buy uh, more things and asset packs. You can upload assets if you mm-hmm. want, so there's like, people making them. But I think it's a really mm-hmm. great it's a really great resource. I think if you are a talented Photoshopper or already or a CAD, you use CAD, so you mm-hmm. are sort of some sort of architect or something, whoever those weird people are, then you could also use that system as well. I think that's a good one. But Incarnate is great just if you've not used any sort of graphical systems and want preset yeah. generators. So where were we? <laughs> where were we? <laughs> so I believe we were talking about how much we both love Owlbear Rodeo yes. as a way to share uh, a map, uh, certainly a 2D uh, yeah. like top side down map. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. But yes, because I've used yeah. it in my Curse of Strahd campaigns. I'm sure you've used it for other things. It's just out of all so the vir- virtual tabletop yeah. uh, systems I've come to, it is the easiest one to just get up and go. Yeah. And it has all these cool little extras like the, mm. like the, I think you mentioned like the dice roller. Top. That's quite new and the little custom little uh, things that obviously players can use as well but you can update your own and it just looks simple and it's really straightforward for DMs and players to use so I I am like 100% go go for uh, Owlbear so much easier than any and I think that is I think it's just as simple as that and I think if you want to get into the whole Roll20 you can but the thing that I was gonna that we could say on top of like what Roll Twenty supposedly gives you, but what makes it more complicated is you got you can have video chat and voice chat, but no one uses it <laughs> because it's shonky. <laughs> it does add musical effects, but again, it's sort of shonky, and also the music can sometimes be very repetitive, which can get a little bit droning after a while. So, like a lot of people, before I even started streaming. I use Discord, which is where, yes. which everyone was like, okay, so yeah, you use Roll20, but we use Discord for chat. And you're like, okay, fine. So that's what we set up. And what good about, what what good, what good about what Discord? Good? Dis- Discord, good? Discord is that it also gives you like group, oh, 
it gives you groups and it gives you uh, you know you can organizational system mm. that can be beneficial to like having a game of D&D not I'm not just talking from a streaming point of view I'm just talking about no. gives you good quality sound and good quality video off the bat mm-hmm. but you can also be rolling dice in there so you can get you yes. get bots that do the dice rolls for you that connect to your D&D Beyond account and to your character sheet you can do uh, you can even make initiative trackers in there if you really want to I've used a com- mm-hmm. they have a combat system that does initiative trackers and everyone just says I exclamation mark I join and they all mm-hmm. join the initiative and it then rolls it out for you and it tells you who turn it is so it's all very like integrated but also mm-hmm. you can have different chats for like I'm going to whisper to like I'm just talking from a because yes. we're in this like if you're going to go and have play games it's easy you just go down the pub if there's no pando going on but when there's a pando yeah. going on this is a beneficial system or if you want to play internationally <laughs> and yes. um, being able to just drop into a little private video chat like whisper chat with with each of mm. your players or being able to mute other people and then play music for, you can play music through it or you can share music through mm. things so I really recommend Discord if you don't know about Discord there's loads I'm not going to give you a tutorial but now but there's loads of good tutorials and it is great yes. and it, you can do and you can just be back and forth with your backstories and you could be sending all your you know like little like we're doing for dragon's duel just like i've got a little Mm. separate talk with each of the characters yeah and i'm just in there just going like hey what about this is your backstory i just saw this or just chucking them a bit of information and them chucking me something back and it's and it's Mm. really useful so and it's all stored there um, that's exactly what I was going to point out because I know in Roll20 yeah. you do have it but you have to scroll up loads of ways yeah. and yeah you do the same on Discord as well but I just think it's a lot easier because you don't have to launch into the game you don't have to do it you can just go yeah. to that channel and search quite easily as well exactly. so yeah I, I think Discord works really well and I think Discord also works well if you were just doing it by a text now I, mm. I know this is look going back a bit but obviously there used to be forums where you would just type you know do the adventure by typing and no audio at all this is very easy to do with discord as well exactly. so you could easily just type out stuff and like you said to get bots to roll dice and stuff yeah. like. so if people aren't aren't comfortable with being on screen like I, mm. i've done lots of audio stuff where people it's just been me on the video which is totally fine yeah. i'm very vain um but, uh, but it, i could just stare at myself and just like blah, blah, blah. but i do think it's you know if it's, if people are just like really struggling with because they don't like the sound of their own voice or mm. anything like that then try the text one out we've done it uh, there's a rpg called alice is missing which is all done silently over what would have been whatsapp or a text yeah. they've got it now for discord and it's so much fun to play because mm. you just ha- sit in silence for an hour and a half messaging people randomly <laughs> and it gets very very intense and stuff okay. like that. So I, again if you want to try something like that that's not necessarily dnd related mm. yeah, alice is missing this discord server has ghosts in it okay. all that sort of thing it's yeah well, there's so also I think loads Discord's of play by post discord servers as well i've been a yes. part of uh uh Tavern, oh, Tales of the Tavern RPG, mm-hmm. which is like a very big play-by-post sort of like community. There's mm-hmm. um, oh, there's a there's a few of them. Like that's the only one. I could, Tavern Tales, yeah. I think, is the one I remember. But there's also like a you just Google them. There are a lot of them. Mm-hmm. The thing I was going so that that's good with Discord. The other thing I was gonna say about like sharing music is yes. watch together. I didn't mention this. Mm. I forgot to search this to um, Fiona, but it's a system. It's basically go on there, watch together, and you can basically set up a room and it will share the same video on Vimeo, Twitch, YouTube, oh. and SoundCloud. So you can use all of those things and you just share the link and you whatever you press play on in YouTube, it will play that to whoever's to, on their browser. Oh, useful. Really good. I use that for games when... So that... So like... When we do Dragon's Duel, I put post effects on for music. Or if we're doing it live, the music's going live out, but then the others can't hear that music because I'm the only one who can hear it. So I will set up a watch together where I've put in like a playlist of songs. 
I kind of know ones I can go to. Good, good shout outs for Gloria Templum if you want some epic, epic music. Like on D, they've mm. got ones called Demons and Villains and Heroes and Gods and stuff like that. And they're all great epic ones. If you want some mm-hmm. 80s cyberpunk music, I recommend mm. White Bat Audio. They've got loads. They're all free. And White Bat Audio is all, you know, just you could royalty free. You just need to say that their name. So I use I use mm-hmm. a couple of their tracks on on Dragon's Jewel. Um, mm. Because I just, you know, just by mentioning that Wipeout Audio and all our tech stuff is in there, and um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Watch Together is great, and it's also great if you want to watch a YouTube video or a Vimeo I was going to say, together. I a hundred percent want to do that. Yeah. So that's that's it goes on to an interesting point. So we just yeah. mentioned music briefly yeah. there. So when you're st- uh, Hamilton, your opinion, if you're yeah. starting out as just a DM, yeah. not streaming any of your games, not oh, recording yeah. of them as as experts that we yeah, are. Well. What would you say if, if a DM wanted to use music in their game okay. or, or wasn't sure whether yeah. they should or not? Well, I think that's a good starting point, I'd say. I think music is a great atmospheric uh, thing. I think it helps a lot. I think it's a real... It's a, it's a really easily high-quality thing you can give to people that is available on the internet very readily. I'm someone, when I play games at home, who's very much like... And what I'm going to be doing for Dragon's Jewel as well is I use f- images and music, less maps. Mm. I'm not really a maps and Roll20 person. It's only Albert Rodeo that's actually got me into it. But I would be True. like, I'll find some really epic art. I'll spend time finding art that fits like scenes that I think work for what, I, what I'm like. There's so much great artists out there, you know. Mm. And if I could afford to have them do it for Dragon's Duel, I would. But for now, <laughs> nice. it's just behind, yes. it's behind, the, behind the scenes. But yeah, I think that and music is really good. And I think using this system, finding good YouTube tracks, there's hour long, four hour long, 10 hour long versions of all the Skyrim music or all the Witcher music or all that sort of stuff that you know that can sort of get you in that mindset of an RPG and give you that fantasy, you know, or Lord of the Rings or Star Wars, whatever you want. And you can, you know, I remember when I did, I did an epic uh, dragon battle uh, with uh, one of my home games, and I found a one-hour mix of Fate of the Duel of the Fates, <laughs> and I just oh, played. Very cool. So like I, they were just like creeping along, and then I just like started like going, and then I'm just gonna change the music, and it was like da 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 da, and they were like, da-da. okay, right, I'm ready, you know, like, and it was just epic because it was like the yes. music just brings so much to it. So I'd recommend this mm. as a first base because it's free. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And then mm-hmm. if you want to start spending money, I'd, oh, mm-hmm. other people to find on YouTube, I'd said as a Gloria Templum are really good. That's G-L-O-R-I-A-E, then Templum. Um, Dark Fantasy Studios. Yeah, I have a couple of them. We, which both of us have, and the music you hear in the background right now is Dark Fantasy Studio. We both bought them individually yes. uh, in a fanatical <laughs> bundle, which was something I was going to mention to you there, which is like, if you do want stuff that you... yeah may want to put out there you want some royalties for it i don't know you can you can buy them but there's there's a lot like fanatical do like big bundles for 100 royalty free music i've got one up here i'm showing now at the moment mm-hmm. they've got a new one it's not by dark fantasy studio but it's a load of things and you can get music there if you want to find some that you want for yourself you know and you want yes. to feel comfortable if you ever did record it but even if you're just looking for some inspiration but i think mm-hmm. and then the one you mentioned was sirenscape so i've brought that up yeah, I, you sirenscape, talk, yes. sirenscape you can talk about that probably yeah absolutely so from my point of view i have always loved like again very similar to hamilton i've always loved doing music in games and stuff like that uh, for a player as a dm it's a ball ache <laughs> and i just because it's again certainly when we're doing stuff online it is like you are dm but also tech person 
person, but also composer, but also uh, goblin Director, uh, editor, therapist. producer. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, my, my thing would be, before I go on to Sirenscape, is that, we, we talked about it briefly, was that if you are able to, and you want music in the game, maybe dedicate uh, a player to be in charge of the music. Uh, we talked about High Rollers, and yeah. that Chris Trott, one of the players, is now in control in quotation marks but like it's managing the music and yes. creating their own stuff for it actually I, hmm. it's really really cool like I love that sort of thing because again it gives that agency to the player saying okay so I'm describing the scene what do you think as long as you have that conversation with the player but like okay let's see how we go and maybe test it out a little bit you know that and like Hamilton said look up mm. stuff like YouTube studios where I get all my free music for um, mm. one of my rolling podcasts and stuff like that um, yeah. again as long as you credit them if you're if you're recording and you're distributing yeah. it it's always it's always nice to credit because usually someone I always have someone goes where did you get that music from yeah. and I go I can't remember uh, so I always link it back in my description so I yeah. know that but Sirenscape is very interesting so this is one that definitely is seen you see a lot on D&D Beyond mm. and certainly on most of the big D&D streams where it is basically like a soundboard and you can download certain sound sets they're coming up with new ones all the time which is great yeah. and i think for about i think ten dollars a month it might have gone up since i've i so had a look if you at just it. if you want to buy the just the D setting seven dollars fifteen so what's that five quid that's not that's yeah. not bad at all but then, yeah if you wanted like a monthly subscription so you get access to the latest ones or anything like that can do it too and you can download it to um a desktop application or as i did onto my ipad and then you can test it out and it basically is all these different buttons and sliders and stuff and so you can it's always like a evolving soundscape yeah. which is so fucking cool i've got to be honest any and you see this with immersive events so mm. you see people just messing around with that if you dedicate that to a player whilst you're doing a big combat fight like you said having the the fate of the jewels music going on that that's i think anything like that is uh, very immersive mm. again online it, you might have tech difficulties so you have to just practice and have yeah. that time at the beginning to set up and have a go because there's nothing worse we've all mm. been there where someone's playing lots of music really loudly and it's, it's certainly with like for me i always wear headphones but some people don't so it's like i can't hear it it's too loud blah blah blah, blah. Yeah, exactly so yeah. if you want music go for it i and yeah like you said i love putting video game music in like if you're doing sci-fi you know you've got the halo yeah. suite yeah. you know like star wars is always really good for that yeah. stuff but yeah any any anything like that for game Cyberpunk of thrones is like getting uh, oh. getting um any of the blade runner there's loads of ambient blade runner oh, stuff out there blade runner is great yeah so absolutely. good for anything like that but the, and there's, uh, there's so many as well Dune, coming out oh, anyway yeah. so i mean so, yeah. just type yeah. hans zimmer in i'm sure you'll be fine hans zimmer is <laughs> hans usually zimmer john williams to. and you'll probably do it Okay, but but um, mm, Paul Vangelis, which is the the, the guy who did uh, Blade Runner, original Blade Runner, not the new one. Yes. So, yeah. And, but yeah. So, any, any video game, anything that you think oh, I've really enjoyed this, have a listen to it. It'll mm. be on Spotify. Mm. That's the thing. I think sometimes I go, I don't know what any any video games. Type them in. Stuff. Yeah. Even I will say I've used Stardew Valley music. Oh really? For yeah. um, yeah, because that's quite cute and like maybe a bit pixel eight pixel yeah, eight bit pixel. Mean. Sorry. Yeah. But go for it so yeah have a look I think if you want my top tips if you, if you want to use music again mm. not many D DMs do mm. if you're doing it online check the tech works obviously um, yes. have a playlist like Hamilton was saying and use a watch together so that people can listen to it yeah. as well but also like um Feel free to experiment and give yourself time to experiment. Uh, you know, yeah. don't do it on the fly. You're doing all this prep for the encounter anyway. Yes. Give yourself ten minutes just to check that's what you've got in as well. And also, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Exactly. You can just say like, oh, well, you can have the playlist for later. Like I definitely, for when I did my Curse of Strahd campaign, actually, I put in together a playlist of what I was listening to whilst writing the prep, and then put yeah. it out to the players. Uh, See, just to be I like, mean, Curse of Strahd, though, you, gonna, you could just move outside of the fantasy realm and just go into your goth music, can't you? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Come on, there was. 
there was definitely some cure going on in there. Some... There was there was definitely some what we do in the shadows music oh, for yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. um, absolutely, but yeah. yeah so so yeah, I, I do think because I, I, I guess the question has always been like, as a new DM, should you bother with music and stuff? And uh, certainly if you're in person, I definitely think there is worth looking at it. In for person, sure. actually, my mm. when I first came back to it again, my DM said it was a game designer. He'd set up a script very similar to I think what. Um, they did on Critical Role, which he had like a set he'd make because he's a game developer he knows how to make this i've made like a script on his phone that he could press a button and it would like a bit like the sirenscape and just play some tracks and he played them for all our boss battles and we knew the track when he played the <laughs> sounding one at the beginning we're like oh fuck. <laughs> oh we're yeah. not we're not prepared for this oh dear but, and, and you know what there's actually some joy in that as well you see it on critical role as well yeah. where there's like that certain music where it's like the trumpet ah, the trumpet yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they all get into it because yeah. they know it's silly. It is quite nice. So, but yeah, yeah, I think in person, and I've played in person like horror games and stuff like that where you put the lights down and that mm. music and all that sort of thing. Worth a go if you yeah. if it's accessible to you and you are starting to go back in person because hopefully you know next couple mm. of months we will be definitely. I think yeah, music is an important part, but it might not mm. be the most important part. And I think it's just emphasizing across say, don't worry about that. Worry about the world and the players first. Yes. Then add to it for yeah. sure. No, Whilst exactly. That's right. And I think that 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 is the that's the process you should go by, if you know what I mean. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely, definitely. Is there any other things that you think Hamilton, like optional, optional extras, Good I guess? Resource. I mean, if you want yeah. maps, if you want maps, I bought this amazing set and I don't want to talk about it because I think it's incredible. And I think they're really go good. For it. And they're really nice. Like, I messaged them saying, oh, I really liked it. And they came back to me and said, oh, I'm glad. To-. They just seem really nice people. So I'm just going to say that they're really, they are really good. $80 for 940 battle maps. And if it's That's your first bad. purchase, you get 30, 15 or 20 or 30% off. I can't remember what it is. That's pretty good. 15% off. So that's 50 quid. It basically becomes 50 quid at the end of it. But 940 maps, it's actually pretty incredible. I'm going to quickly show them. I'm sure they don't Do mind it. me showing them off. They're on their Seafoot games, they're called. Um, mm-hmm. And you get a free map every month. You could join the Patreon and get oh, them as well. But pretty good. Like, they're pretty good quality. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I, 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 yeah, go. Cool. I'm just like just going through a few of them now. They're like, there's big, they're big maps as well as a mixture of big maps. There's like whole <laughs> city town. There's like, there's a big spider one. Oh no! I did it. There's like cloud <laughs> city ones. There's infernal ones. They got some yeah. portal ones, and it's all. I mean, it's it was how many gig was it? I think it was 94 gigs worth. <laughs> it was like ridiculous, like 58 Whoa. gigs worth of maps. Amazing. Because they all come like the standard 300 DPI with or without a grid plus a 72 DPI one. So you're like getting a lot of, and they've got some really funky stuff in there. So there is some repetition, like there's an infernal version and a, and a, and a desert version of the same ones, you know, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's like out of 940 having a couple, like a few of them that overlap, yeah. I wasn't that upset about. But And you know what, I was just going to add on to that. I think mm. if you ever use someone that's, you know, like you said, like, oh, you've used a map of theirs or a homebrew something from the DMs Guild, message them and say, I used it. Because there's, no, there's nothing mm. more joyous oh, yeah, than 100%. For, for someone to be like, oh, someone used my stuff, especially when we're all mm. in, you know, it feels like, you know, we are drowning in all these resources sources but actually yeah. messaging someone because they are a person as well so i think that's absolutely lovely that you message them and say i've used these maps and stuff because yeah. they'll be really joyous well i wanted it. to let them know that i thought it was just i think it's incredible like they started they did a quarantine bundle which is actually the smallest one which is all their small maps which i think is only mm-hmm. i just checked that now i think it's yeah 39 dollars which is 400 520 maps they're all small like small 
maps, like encounter maps, but they did it in the quarantine and they started it and I clearly think they did really well. And I thought it was like, what a nice thing to do. So I, they seemed like nice people. So I thought, yeah, and I'd admit, and they were. So I recommend checking them out, but there's lots. And then there are loads of great map makers out there that you can get Patreons of, you know, um, mm. Maps and Quest. Uh, 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 I'm trying to think of, there's lo- I can't remember, forget everyone's names now. And I'm like, <laughs> so there's, you know, but you can go on there, you can find, find loads of them and, and mm-hmm. join Patreons and get loads of good maps or just buy mm-hmm. bundles. But yeah really yeah, really and, good so. and actually uh, no but that's a good point like again if you ever watch a stream such mm-hmm. as Dragon's Jewel or High Rolls of Flair they'll usually have in the episode description like mm. where they've got certain things from so if you're like oh I wonder where that music's from or something like yes. that they, I mean whether uh, they might be sponsored by them as well yeah. that could be the thing but always check always check the description yes. um, because it's because usually that's where, where things are so yeah. and, and also reach out ask yeah. say where did you get this from and usually they might not respond somebody else will be like oh it's this because somebody else has asked yeah. it similar so always Always, always feel empowered to ask. Yeah. I think that's the that's the main thing I've totally. learned. Is like because it does. I've, we've mentioned this before. Sometimes as a new DM, it is overwhelming how much stuff is like. Where do you start? Do you need any of this? Yeah. And the answer is why don't you ask? Because then people will give you yeah. their recommendations, and you can take it as and when. Well, so when we go back to a point then and there as well again is like it can be really expensive. All of this stuff you could yes. go. You can go really far. And I think something particular, as I said, with we were talking about maps and stuff is something and like artwork and things they can get quite expensive so i think it's be be select about it try and do what yeah. you can to afford always be careful about like you know manage your own hobby you can manage your own hobby but i think also yeah. i think i'm still of the mind it's it's up to you personally how you want to run your game that's it as well because like you might want to yeah. go for a tactical heavy map place based game so put your time and money into that or put your time you know effort you know or stop trying to make them you know incarnate as i said before or wonder draft mm. other places or dungeon fog there's millions of them out there that yeah. you can make your own your own stuff on there um but yes i think all i'm saying is that i personally i bought that map pack because I ain't got time to. I've made some maps of Dragon's Jewel, but I made them when it's particular. Otherwise, it's theatre of the mind because that's how I want to play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sort of thing. But when I did ship combat, I want a ship because I want to see the ship and the sea and everyone have a jaunty exactly. time. But when it's like, when you're just like in a full campaign, you're going to have encounters here, there, and everywhere. I just, I go like, how do you get maps for? How do people sometimes have maps for all these things? Because it's like, yeah. I think I've got a game later tonight and there's about 50 different areas they could all end up in. I'm like, I ain't got a map for all that. So it's going to have to be theatre. You don't have maps. You don't have, if you were in person, you probably don't offer all the yes, minis or exactly. anything like that. So, so yeah, do, sketching, do can. And, sketching with a piece yeah. of paper can also actually do a lot, you know, or fo- sharing your screen on Discord. And drawing with, it. And drawing yeah. it on Photoshop is something I've done a lot and just be like, mm-hmm. so it's like this, you know, like this is what I think it could be because, and I sometimes do little sketches of like, this would be the space that it's going to be in. I could, I, I know, I'm not going to share one now. <laughs> I won't do that because I'll just look yeah. like I'm chill enough. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, and, and I think as well, like again, if some people, I guess people are like, oh, but what about minis? If you've got maps, what about minis? But I will say as well, like you can get uh, 2D printed um, like paper oh, and you yeah. can put into stands you could yeah. even just have counters or anything yeah. like that and write 
big bad evil person yeah. on the on the counter and stuff like that so i guess because I, I i love getting minis and mm. one thing i'd love about minis is like being able to paint them i say that with loads of unpainted ones back at my yeah. house but i think i always think minis if you want to really invest in them make it as a group thing so that yes. ha- we used to have little mini painting parties with yeah. the me and so instead of so if we couldn't do dnd for whatever reason someone was sick or mm. away right we'll just spend the evening just painting minis all together and it could be yeah. your mini it could be a mini that you use later we've had that a few yeah. times where it just gets pulled out and you're like no i painted that three months ago like, yes and now it's here to fight you and you're like so, oh i've got some in-person tricks tips and tricks then for this Go for it. so one of them you talk about the maps also buying like big square gridded paper maps you can get yep. those they're really good that you can then get non-permanent markers and draw onto as mm-hmm. as as and when they're great they are in, mm-hmm. they're invaluable as you said getting the little mini stands i got gloomhaven if everyone's played that game you get the little plastic mm-hmm. little like it just looks like a it's got a flat base and then two uprights and that comes with loads of like um the main characters are proper minis and then the other ones are just 2d prints if you print them on high quality card you get that the other one is initiative trackers. I'm going to steal from my DM, my first DM. Right, now how to initiative track. If you've got a yep. DM screen, make yep. some little tags, upright tags, with the names of all your players on them, which oh. can then clip onto, which have like a downstand bit. He made this. And then you can just move them around on the board and it shows you their, their name near their side, their name your side, so you can both see who it is. They tell you the role and you just move them into position. Then you have a couple oh. spare for monsters that you can write in, in, yep. in non-permanent marker, the monster's turn. And that is just such an easy visual of like so encounter good. tracker. And I was like, oh yeah. I re- when he turned up with that, I was like, this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I was like, it, this, yeah. this guy's lost people's turns. Yes. And, I, and I felt the wrath of it. So yeah, no, oh, yeah, anything like that visually. And even yeah. having another player be in control of it, saying, yeah. okay, who's the, everyone's initiative? And then put stuff here. And then, yeah, I mean, like, maybe there's that sort of thing going, oh, but I don't want them all to know what the monster's coming. That's fine. Just well, do it course. on a, a yeah. turn and turn basis and be like, okay, top of the round, someone else appears. And yeah. then put that. You know where they people. go exactly, but at least it's like yeah. a visual thing. Once it's in, you at least know who's next, which is good in yeah. in person. As and like, it's actually quite difficult. Well. And I'm thinking there's not actually a good way online for initiative, but making that very much aware. I'd really love mm. if there was something where it like gave people a like warning on their screen, like you're next, you're next, you're next, you're next. <laughs> Just like that, you get. Prepped. I love that. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I know they have the encounter builder, which yeah. you can put people's initiatives stuff into mm. it. But I love that idea. To be, it indicates to the players, you're next. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. As we're doing it, I, I love like, that. I think I that's like, amazing. Exactly. I like Matt's trick of being like, uh, you know, we go. Like, next up is uh, Laura. Uh, uh, Talison, you're on the, you're on the, you're, you're on, on deck. You're yeah. on deck, exactly. Which I think is such a great, good term, and it's something I try and use a lot. Like saying, mm-hmm. all right, next up, it's you, and you're on deck. So you're red, they're readying what they've got, and that actually does exactly. work quite well um, yeah. for, for those sorts of things. And I'm, I'm not saying this again from a stream point of view. This is just because in game, it can just people oh. go, um. I'm not sure. Oh, and you just I'm, like come on. I think I, I think you missed my turn. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So absolutely. And I think the the final final thing. I know yeah. we've thrown a lot at people as, yes. a, as a just a general sort of thing, mm. which is maybe not helpful. But I always think it's helpful just to chat with you. <laughs> One thing I love as a DM, if I was starting out, is encouraging players 
in person but also online to bring snacks um oh, yes because, <laughs> because like it's, it's also fun it's, it's a community thing as well whether mm. like we talked about before about both our games we used to have them after work so we'd go have a quick dinner beforehand yeah. or bring snacks and mm. have drinks you know whatever and you kind of lose it a little bit that community feeling once you're online mm. but i think making sure that you have a bio break and make sure you're as everyone eating as everyone mm. got stuff it's just quite a nice thing to do and especially make sure you have a, a plate for the dm who's going to be doing lots of talking yes and everyone else is yeah. going to be stuffing their face <laughs> yeah. and there's nothing left for them so. no yeah you should yeah look after your dm because they're doing so much and managing so much that yeah can i tell you a nice little story about Please. snacks and online and i'm going to take this from yes. kyle who who dms our darkest timeline say on the show he he did a couple of he did a we the time watch together thing for the for when will the time was on and what he made was he came up with a recipe for simple things that everyone could make that everyone could oh, have at the same time yes. when watching it and i thought it was a really nice idea for like he's doing yeah. it for some games as well like all right and it was really simple like it was like a guacamole but he made it like a, a little bit different with some like courgette or so i can't remember what it was that was additional like, really cool. yeah and like made um cocktails as well was another one so doing like a a themed cocktail for the night mm. and i know like the in my curse of strad game we did like we wouldn't all buy the same beers but we'd all be very much saying like what beers have we got tonight or what yeah. drinks are we drinking yeah. tonight so everyone was like aware so like because i don't always drink beer so there was a couple of times when when more hard alcohol was required to play curse of strad so i was on the <laughs> rum i mean when i did I mean, there's a couple of games online you would have seen me go right i'm bringing the rum out now because that's when it needed because it's the only way i'm going to survive this but um yeah so i think doing those sorts of things and just engaging like before the game would be like oh i'm gonna have i've bought yeah. some like dorset some dorset beers for tonight and it just makes oh. it feel a bit more like you're together if you're not i i, I love the idea of a DD supper club we i've done that yes. uh, for an improv thing yeah where we all bake stuff together or something quick together and then sit down and eat it i mean it's stressful if you're like me and i, I can't get my timings right so we had well, uh, we yeah. <laughs> we had like a um i don't know if it's a, it's a uk only thing but hamilton will know what i mean there's like um the party hedgehog where you have like a, a covered uh fruit and then, and then you have skewers on it with, with cheese and uh, yes. <laughs> and, yes. and onions also so we had to make one of those and i was panicking because i didn't have it wasn't big enough so it was very small my one but stuff like that like you said snacks or just having that group cocktails are a little less like stressful because it's just like you just need you need you pretty much need tonic water and gin is the simplest way of doing it but it's just like buy a mixer buy a couple of mixers buy some lemons and and make it yeah yeah. i I love the idea of like yeah like a dip and some Mm. like like i love the idea of that guacamole that sounds that's actually sounds really delicious so but yeah i did having i think as a dm thinking about that a little bit like it Mm. does seem like oh there's loads of things to think about but these just like an optional extra like i i love i loved eating together with my with my team before we yeah. started and and having like you said a little drink and then helping the dm making sure that they're like giving giving refreshed. jobs to your players get like in our game we had a guy who was really into minis so they were just like always mm. um they were the one buying they just bought us all minis like that's what they did and oh. they painted them because they enjoyed it like they kept the minis afterwards like which fine. of course yeah, yeah it's whatever it's not the point it was just like the point was they wanted the minis they wanted to get involved in that so that's what they did yeah. and then someone else was like um we had someone in the in the group who was vegan who was really into their food and making their own oh. stuff so they were like bringing us vegan cheese and bringing us like <gasps> like vegan stuff they were making which was really cool so they were bringing bringing oh. all the snacks and then like we'd buy the beer like, i'd buy the beer because i'd be like at work before so it was like everyone had a little job to do 
before you got to the nice. table sort of thing in terms of preparing. I think that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I wish I was in your D&D group. That sounds like amazing. It like, fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but I really miss them. I miss you if you're yeah. out there. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, when, yeah. when Pando's over, maybe... Fingers crossed. Well, things are. It seems touchwood. Things are hopefully improving. So yeah. who knows what will be in gonna, six months, exactly. end of the year time. So fingers crossed. There we are. Well, there you are. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much, Hamilton, yes. for a, a really interesting topic. Because I think it's one that it, it is overwhelming at points. But I think we've touched on bits of everything. I think it was just his. I think like how to start running DD maybe is not the right term. Maybe we could put that in brackets before. Uh, Here's some tips and tricks that we've learned are, are, are from running D&D that you might find useful. Because it's just like, there's so many of these things that I've not found. People might know all of these, every single one. But like, resources out there, there are so many and it's hard to crawl oh. through all of them. That just having, mm -hmm. I think, hopefully just giving you a few little brief tidbits on here's different ways you can play maps, here's different alternate yeah. options to Roll20, for example, or just getting mm. a load of maps than buying, yeah. getting an incarnate subscription or something like that, whatever. Yeah. It's just hopefully that's what it's done. So I've enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I've enjoyed it too. Well, Hamilton, yes. what's going on with Dragon's Duel? What's going I on? Hear, I hear there's loads of stuff happening with the shattered <laughs> realms and the, and the darkest timelines. What's going oh, on, What's friend? going on? What's going on? Well, uh, what are we... We're, this will be next week. Yeah, good week. question. This will be next what week. What timeline are we in? <laughs> this yes, next this week. Next what week. Time? So, uh, the Saturday that you have just passed, that we've just passed, would have been the first episode of, like, season three's, like, actual plays. So there was only one episode that week of actual plays, which was the first of the Shattered Realms. It was called oh. Portal Problems. So uh, it was a bit of a fun one. You know, we had a guest DM in Dick, Dick Dynamite from the Backwater Bastards DM part of it. I did in like the beginning. What happened is like our players, our like players would give these backstories, epic battle with Karaptis, the big bad evil uh, person was just like, he was fighting on the battle. They both cast uh, one, they were running out of spells. He had no like legendary resistance left. So they cast a wish spell, which we found out in our backstories was given to one of our players by Asmodeus. Oh, in exchange shit. for some dodgy dealings. So, why did Asmodeus want him to play this card? Well, oh, when he no. played that wish spell, Karaptis countered with his own wish spell because he had no counter spells left. And it broke the universe because there was like one wish was that you never existed, the other one was I rule the universe. So it split the universe, everyone went crazy. One half got got saved. One half, well, one third of their their existences got trashed into a into a portal and died. <laughs> like, which was uh, Carl. Uh, that was Brian's fault. Brian, the Dabu. We had three Dabus that were trying to fix them all back together, and Ooh. Brian made a mistake, and half and one third of them just went, and they they were disintegrated. One third Brian. ended up in another place that someone was happy for them to end up with, and they we don't know why, but we assume someone's okay with that. And then the other third ended up w going getting chucked through like an astral tunnel they were trying to like get them into national tunnel they caught got them together the astral tunnel started to break apart they ended up in astral space like it started like looking like a hose pipe in a you know when you let a hose pipe go you know you just, like this they got shot out into a beholder disco excellent <laughs> and, there you go as you do and that's when dick dynamite did all his sci-fi best and we had some nerdy nerdy beholders trying to get dates for the prom and it we and so adorable it was so adorable. much fun I, I mean I'm so in awe of some other these DMs out there like just the ideas and the characterization of uh, that uh, that Dick did for these these like nerdy beholders was just amazing it was so That's good adorable. so I recommend people listen slash watch to that watch that 
And then they, they survived that and they ended up in the abyss. So, you know, it's all good. <laughs> it's all it's, good. <laughs> it's all good. The abyss. I mean, we've had to do some reading for the abyss for, for yes. another project happening. And yes. I'm like, it's not a great place to no, be. I like because so. we've got to the other group, the other ones that we I said that disappeared off. They'll be in our darkest time one, which will be on Friday night. So tomorrow night, 10 p.m. UK time. You'll see what happened to the to the other half that didn't get go to the Behold Disco. I don't think they're having a good time because it's the darkest time. <laughs> I keep hearing the chats and it's just like... I'm nearly dead, <laughs> like all the time. Like every end, like we've done a couple of pre-records, and it's like, okay, so this week it's me who's nearly dying. Um, and then, but I love how my crew are like, oh yeah, we're in the happy place, right? And I was like, yeah, 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 we're in the abyss. And they're like, yeah, the abyss, the abyss. <laughs> like you know the you know the groom you know the groom meme. Like oh, we're not in the darkest timeline. Oh, we're going on a behold a disco. Oh, now we're in the abyss. We're in the abyss. <laughs> sort of thing. So amazing. So um, they're gonna have some fun with that on Saturday night, which is which I'm recording tonight. So all I can say is that they're in the abyss and we're trying to make their way to Sigil. That's all that oh. they're trying to do. So yeah. Exciting, yes. Oh God, yeah. I was just like, all I can think of is how how horrible the abyss is. So good luck. <laughs> exactly. Good luck. Team. I had to send them a message team. saying, "How are your insect phobias?" I'll leave it at that. Uh, whoa. <laughs> so well, just it, spoiler warnings for anyone who has insect phobias. There's no cockroaches, but there is lots of flies and like mm. things. So yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> horrible, but also amazing. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> For how me, about you? Uh, how about what you? Am I, what am I up to? I up to? don't know. Um, this, <laughs> my name is Fiona. Who am I? I Where know. am I? <laughs> Where am I? Yeah, I, as I was saying to Hamilton offstream, January's been a very interesting time yes. for me because I've still not gone back to work properly and I'm still at my parents because uh, COVID is a thing, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but ultimately, it's all going well. I run the What Am I Rolling podcast, which is a twice monthly RPG one shot podcast. As always, it's going very well, I assume. Um, there'll be some new episodes up, uh, obviously, by the time this is out uh, because I'll have got down to actually knuckling down to editing them um but we've got other things coming out like i i'm hope i just bought uh you should you know this Amazon, i just bought the dark crystal rpg game which i cannot wait to to run to play mm. so because i really love the river horse games uh, labyrinth one so that'll be really fun i've got uh, mars colony 39 dark should be out soon all these other things should be out soon um and i'm, I'm recording more it's really weird because i have them all in my head mm. but just nothing's happening now so i don't know what they are so <laughs> exactly. it's all going very well yeah and um i think by the time this comes out uh we'll have done quite a lot of the shows but yes uh, galactic implosions is oh, now yes. streaming to a youtube near you uh well this by this time i probably i probably won't be on the stream because i'll be probably at the show but um we'll have five uh episodes that are coming out um there's yeah. one going to be out tonight probably at the same time oh no it was just finished never mind there's one out on the on the saturday coming up so i will Thank send you. the link to that um if people are interested and cool. fancy some sci-fi comedy improv people? um but obviously watch dragon jewel stuff first cause that's <laughs> <important>. <laughs> it's fine uh and but also this yes. might actually be on youtube instead of yes, Twitch. <laughs> that's a very good point. Yes, so, um, well, actually, it was a joint thing. So we've decided yeah. uh, for DMs, but going forward, we're actually going to be premiering all of our episodes, uh, hopefully from this one, onto, mm. on, I was going to say onto Twitch, no, <laughs> onto YouTube. Uh, just just a sort of an admin thing, really, just going yeah. forward, because this means that they're here forever, we get some more chat, and people can mm. actually comment onto the videos continuously. Continuously, um, exactly. And it just feels yeah. like more, it's more, in, we're more providing an invitation service so it's something that we think is like out there so people can find it more readily 
on YouTube because that's more where you'd go like and search for information about D&D. And as we said, there's another couple of other ideas we've got in the bag which are about giving more infotainment mm-hmm. out there to you. Infotainment, I hate that word sometimes, but it is in like trying that's to give you some more word. information and like background and lore and knowledge mm-hmm. about D&D that we would we want to share and we want to enjoy reading yeah. about and it's sort of so that's that's the sort of stuff and more to be said about that later <laughs> oh exciting no it's very exciting stuff but, also, but of course the episodes will still be available on the the dm's uh, the dm's book club podcast channel yeah. so you don't need to worry about that if you're mm. still subscribed to that mm. um but yes and we'll, we'll always have updates of in the dragon's jewel discord for now mm. uh and just just if you fancy that come come join us it's yeah. fun we talk about meal deals i talk about games i've bought um and we just general sort of chats in general exactly. it's, it's good yeah. fun it's good fun 100 yeah i know oh, yeah oh, i didn't have i didn't have meal deal because i was at home today so i I had, I had leftovers, which is, I think, actually the best the best option. But there you go. I, <laughs> I won't bore I the people at home with that. I will cut that out. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Well, anyway, have well. a great rest of your week, everyone at home, and yourself, uh, Fiona. And, and you, Hamilton. And we'll see you next week you... on the... On the... Flip side! <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you next week. Bye! Take care, bye! bye. bye.